Welcome to Fear Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Orlando. And here we are with episode nine. And today we're going to talk about... What are we talking about? <laughs> we're going to talk about the fast nickel or the slow dime. Oh, that's a good topic. I like this. So before we jump into that, let me talk about why. So it's kind of interesting, you know... We always post stuff on Insta and we always make sure that we say, hey, this is our opinion. Like, not, and sometimes it's just Orlando's opinion. Do you think people think it's weird? Like, when we message them or they message us, like, they don't know who they're talking to? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I think it's good. I think, I think, I think. I just think about that sometimes because sometimes I'll I'll get into uh, you know a DM with someone and we're talking back and forth and I'm like, do they know I'm Orlando? Like sometimes I'll put Orlando in parentheses. Yeah. Well, they probably know. Like if if you're if you're getting like really good solid advice from like somebody who knows what they're talking about, you're talking to Orlando. If you get oh, somebody no, no. who says like now. if you get somebody asking advice, it's probably me. So, well, thanks, Mike. But you know. I always feel free to ask if you're like, who is this? You know, it's just, it's kind of funny. I just wonder because people just see Pure Hustle Podcast. Yeah. Do you think we need our faces on like our logo? Just like, a, like the, the Pure Hustle Podcast logo. And maybe instead of the arrow, it's There's like. There's only so much room. And you, and just the face. Yeah, that's a terrible yeah, idea. That's I don't know. Idea. I don't know. But maybe. Anyways. So what brought this up is, you know, I, we, I had posted on Insta a few days ago kind of like these sales. And, and it was part of the conversation we were having last time about building that pipeline, mm. right? And I and I had referred to the idea that when you build that pipeline, you have enough items that maybe items that weren't selling right away will sell later on. Mm. Right. Now, in my view, you know, selling later on two, three years, I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. right? But it was interesting. Some of the, you know, we were direct messaged by a few people and uh, we had a few people make, make comments. Uh, one of the comments I, I thought, may, you know, really made me think was somebody on there said, I don't want things listed for over a year, though. Mm, right? And I thought about one. that and yep. I go, wow, like, I, I hope that what we were, we were doing wasn't like saying, hey, what we're telling you is the way you should do yeah, it. Yeah, the only way. Right. And I, and I and I clarified and I said, hey, this is kind of the model that works for for me. I don't know where Mike lands on things, but in the end, it, it's been beneficial. And so if you saw in that Insta post, you know, I had sold a Monopoly board game that I bought a week before. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it it was on Amazon. It's funny. On Amazon, it was only it was going for 50 and I sold it on eBay for 50. And then the night that I checked what it was going for on Amazon, the night it sold, it was going on. It was going for a hundred. Oh man! So you kind of lost out. Well, I, I don't know. It could be either people were marking it up because I saw the ranking go way up on Amazon. Huh. So it may be they've kind of priced themselves out of a sale because right. people aren't going to want to buy it now. So they went to you instead of. Yeah, and they for bought sure. it from me for fifty, which I was okay. There was some damage on the box. It was a huge thing. It was taking up space. I was glad to sell it. Nice. So. so let's talk about this. So, do you know what we mean by fast nickel or we, we both of us? Or, yeah, yeah. You know what fast nickel slow dime? Yeah. No. Should yeah. we clarify? Yeah. So I mean, if you think about it, um, it, it, it's kind of a concept we're always thinking about, especially if you like are looking at like investing or anything like that. Is this idea of is it better to have? some money now or more money later, right? And, and that's a question we, we have to ask, especially with reselling, uh, when we're pricing items, when we're dealing with storage and location. So uh, the fast nickel is I get an item in, I get it out, you know, either same week, same month, whatever that time frame is for you, depending on how you price that. Uh, and you've got a constant uh, revolving door, which you're selling maybe higher volume of items 
uh, less profit margin on each, but but you've got you know more coming in and going out. Okay, that'd be the fast the fast nickel. Whereas the slow dime would be you want to go ahead and. Yeah, slow dime is you're buying something and you're willing to wait as long as it takes to sell it, yep. right? Because you have a value in that item that you believe a buyer should pay. And even if it takes, you know, one month, two months, and it depends what you mean by slow dime, right? Yep. Slow dime, one person may mean a month, another person may mean a year. A person, or in your case, three years. Or, or, or five. Yeah. Like for me, you know, so so let's talk about a little bit. Why, why do you think people would do the fast nickel? What do you what do you think? Um, I think there's maybe two um, philosophies behind it. One, um, which I've kind of played with a little bit myself, is you know storage space is an issue for some. Um, if you are if you're in California like we are, if you're in uh, an area, a big city, if you're in New York, you're somewhere where. You know, you might have some benefits being at going to thrift stores where maybe there's there's more designer stuff, maybe not, but you're, you're definitely paying up on things. Uh, but space is limited. Like, it's amazing um, here in San Diego, a 1,200-square-foot a, a home uh, without a garage is running, you know, what, $400,000, $500,000. We should move. You could get a mansion. Like We, we should move. I have family that live out of state and... You know, when we talk about, you know, oh, so-and-so just bought a house and it was $650,000 there. Yeah, one thinking, of our good friends. Remember, one of our good friends is moving yeah. to Indiana. And you're probably listening to this podcast, so you know <laughs> who you are. And they were telling me that they'll be able to purchase a home, like a three-bedroom, two-bath, or maybe more than that, like 2,000-square-foot home for $150,000. Yeah, it's, it's a million-dollar home here, right? Like, it's, it's just unreal to think of the amount we pay for space, right? Space is so limited here um, that, you know, depending on your living situation, you might only have 100 square feet to play with to hold inventory, right? And if that's the case for you, you want items in, you want items out fast. Uh, the other thing, um, it, it could also be um, just a, a business model in the sense that you've got, let's say, $500 capital to play with this month, and you want to turn that $500 into $750 or $1,000 or whatever your profit margin is by the end of the month. Well, if you're going to do that and have that money at the end of the month, so the next month you can scale up or do more, you've got to price those items that they sell this month, right? So that they're not selling... Uh, a year from now, because it's not going to do you much good if if it sells a year from now, but you need that money for your next month, you know. So, so there's a couple of different reasons. Do you why people, find yourself doing a little bit of that right now? Like you're trying to build your capital. Um, honestly, I, I started at a good place with this. I kind of had, uh, you know, some money to play around with. Where the, it was the like good sales of early summer. I had I had good sales coming in to start with, and and I had. Uh, you know, a little bit of extra money that was like, I'm going to do this for fun. I'm probably not going to lose this money. Um, I'm probably going to make a little bit of money, but um, I, I didn't start. I mean, there's people I'm sure who are starting with like, I've got $50 and I want to start an eBay business, right? If that's the case, um, you might need to do price low on some items so that you've got that revolving door to build capital quickly enough to get that big item that you'll spend $500 on knowing you'll make $2,000 on it later. But until you get that $500, you, you need to have stuff coming in and out. If it takes you a year to sell that item to make 10 bucks, well, it's going to take a while. So would you say if you're doing fast nickel, it, one of the major reasons is to reinvest your money? Yeah, I, I think I, that could be part of it, right? I think that's I think that's one of the probably major factors is the quick reinvestment of the money um, or quick access to the money, right? So 
if you're thinking, I want to go on a cruise, you know, in three months with my family, uh, I've got $300 right now. And how do I turn that into a thousand to pay for this cruise? Right. So, you know, you, you might be thinking, I'm going to fast nickel this. Okay. Yeah. And, and part of it, like you had mentioned space. And I think part of it is you don't want to have your money tied up into items. Yep. Right. I, I remember another friend of mine who was in the reselling game for a long time and now he's a pharmacist. So he, he does pretty well for himself. He, uh, he had told me, like he would always say, Orlando, like, don't buy this, don't buy that. You're going to have your money tied up and eventually you're not going to have any more money to buy items. Right. And he would constantly tell me that. So, so I get that because I have, you know, I remember my early days of reselling, you know, I would spend money on items that would take a long time to sell. And there are certain weeks where it's like, well, can't go to the thrift store today. because yeah, You just don't have the, the capital to, to spend. Yeah. So, but I, you know, I think there's some other reasons uh, you had, you came in, you know, earlier today and you're showing me some toys that you bought on clearance. Yep. Right. And you're like, Orlando, like I bought these, like, why aren't they selling? Mm-hmm. Right. And do you remember what I had said? Um, this is a quiz. We should have Jeopardy music in the well, back. Well, there's a few things you said. One of them was okay. we were talking about, you know, Amazon being potentially a better place for the brand new okay. items. And the other one was maybe there's too many people selling this. Yeah. Right. Because if flooded it, currently flooded. Right. Because at certain stores, like I know Target's a big one. Yeah. Like when Target clearances out toys, they clearance out the same toys everywhere. Yep. So nationwide, people are potentially stocking up on this item. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I have found, like it was kind of weird. I found uh, this rustic, uh, maybe, do I want to share this? Okay, I, a rustic Scrabble game. And tar- Target clearance it out. And I thought it was every store. So I remember I bought it and they were going for like 20 bucks and they were flipping on Amazon for like 70 bucks. Wow. And I remember going, yes, I'm buying this. And I and I basically scheduled my day to hit every single Target in the San Diego area. And then I went to one store and it was full price. I went to another store, it was full price. And then when I mean full price, it was like $50, mm. which in the end, I would have made zero money. Right. Right. Because, you know, all the, all the Amazon fees. So... Anyways, so for the most part, though, like I, there's, I remember last year uh, some things clearanced out on Target. And I remember buying a ton of them, going, "Yes, I'm going to make this money really quick." And nope, didn't sell. It tanked because mm. everybody's buying it. So fast nickel would have helped, right? In the sense that with your toys that have on eBay, you probably will have to either drop the price. Mm-hmm. And sell them right away to give you more capital. So you you make it in Q4. Let's say you have an item that you paid, let's say ten dollars for, and you're hoping to get fifty. You may have to sell it for forty, and you still make that twenty dollars profit. Right. But that'll give you more capital. Yeah. Right. So you got to sell it quick, or you may wait till Q4. The problem is, Q4 stores also begin to have sales. Yep. So now you're competing with the company you bought it from in the first place. Right? Yeah. So you, you just got to think that out. I would say when it's, when it's items that you're buying on clearance, to me, the fast nickel, you know, it's same, same is true on eBay and on Amazon. You got to be the first one in or the first one out mm. unless you're willing to hold out, but it, it's risky when you hold out. Yeah. Right. You got to pretty soon it becomes a vintage toy. If you hold out too long yeah. <laughs> or you become a hoarder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Or you're just stuck with all these toys that nobody wants because in the end, if they clear and stuff for the most part, it's because the sales weren't that great. Yeah, a little bit off topic, but I was thinking uh, as we were filling up our rafters in our garage with all of these random clearance items that that we'd purchased from stores, like 
15, 20 of one item, right? Thinking if we were both to die and someone were to come to clean out our house, what would they think? When they go, when they look in our garage and say like, why do they have like forty of this one toy? Like, maybe had an orphanage or something. Yeah, maybe right. right. I don't know. <laughs> so no, I and I get well. I think about my place. <laughs> like it, it, this is great. Like, like he's an organized hoarder, right? Like yeah, they're all in totes, yeah. but he's just got stuff. This guy loves his Hawaiian shirts, but man, <laughs> he must have had a huge family because he has sizes medium, large, XL, four XL, five XL. Like, or he changes weight quickly. Or, and then yeah. he has all these shoes, and he, he likes all these different video games. Consoles? No, I know. It's it's kind of interesting. I, I, that's that's a great great question. Like, what would people think of you if they came to your house and they didn't know who you were and they looked at all your eBay stuff? Yeah. Like, you, gotta, you gotta hide it and throw a blanket over. It. I, I wonder if eBay <laughs> determines your personality personality, like what you buy, huh? Right? Well, because I'm sure it does. Because I know I buy a lot of stuff I care about. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I women's clothing isn't something I'm really. In, good at it all, right. and I really don't want to go through the racks. It's not your. Area. I know there's yeah, some guys that like buying bras and lingerie and reselling it. I just, just can't do it. Yeah, I, I mean, if I, a guy like me shouldn't be in those sections, right? You know what I, I mean? I agree, Orlando. Okay, I thanks. Appreciate that. You should definitely. Stay I'm away. sure many of you out there agree with that. <laughs> thanks. All right, so <laughs> going back to okay, why else fast nickel? And I would say fast nickel at a time when items are hot and they're selling like mm. you got to strike. And I would say Q4, Amazon, eBay, it's the same thing. Mm. Like there are certain toys that you got to flip fast. Give you an example. And I hate giving this example because I still have them in my house. Okay, so here's the thing. Just go ahead and say it. And depending on what's going on in the market when we release this, I might just just like blur out what it is you actually say. There we go. Okay, fingerlings. Like remember I talked to you about yep, fingerlings? Yep. And man, I bought so many fingerlings. Like, so I, 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 I think I still have like thirty to forty. And here's the thing: I'm I was, just gonna bleep this out just because it's gonna be funny. <laughs> Every time you say fingerlings, so I'm I went. Bleep to, it out. So I went to Walmart the other day, and there's like new fingerlings. There's like a dinosaur fingerling. There's like a fingerling with a little baby fingerling with them. Like they've expanded so. I felt the temptation to buy some more. Like I'm like, I haven't seen these at other Walmarts. I'm gonna clear them all out. And I, I literally stood there, I think, for five minutes. Like my son got in trouble for riding the bike around the store. Like <laughs> I totally missed a bunch of things. I'm I'm in deep thought like about fingerlings. Like, do I wanna buy these? And so what happened last year was I went with the slow dime approach. Mm. You know, uh, same thing with, uh, there's this other toy, and I'm just going to throw it out there. There's these, because uh, everybody knows about them, at least I think they do, the Luva Bella dolls. Have you seen those? I haven't, no. So Luva Bella dolls were these, like, animated dolls that, like, talked, their eyes blinked, and all they were kind of creepy. And they were selling for 100 a piece. Wow. And I remember around this time, like, people started buying them out. And mm-hmm. so in September and October, I couldn't find them anywhere. Mm. So I'm like, I need to get my hands on these. So I bought, I want to say like 20 of them. Like I spent like $2,000, okay, 100 a piece. And they're selling for like 120, 150, right? So if you're doing fast nickel, you're going to make a fast 30, 40 bucks. So they're selling really fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm going to hold out. And I know a lot of resellers held out on these mm-hmm. for a long time. So I remember it's getting December. And they're still selling for 120, 150. And I, on eBay, it's like flooded, mm-hmm. like flooded fingerlings flooded Amazon I mean I think there was like 265 sellers selling Louisville which is huge and I held out 
and did not Bad go well. Decision. I mean, only man, I did return some Louvabellas. Mm. I hate admitting that, but I oh, kept the fingerlings though. Are you are you hoping that eventually fingerlings? I, I'm hoping back? that this Christmas that that I kids will, are going to want the old <laughs> fingerlings. They're not going to want a listen, new fingerling. I just I, I need to sell those. Like I. I I just feel, I mean, they were $15 and I thought, you know what? If I could sell these for $45.50, like, it'll be nice. Here's what might hurt your feelings. And I don't know enough about fingerlings to know if this is. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little monkeys on your finger. I don't know if if this is a different one, but I'm pretty sure they were the original fingerlings. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. I was at a Salvation Army like a month ago. And actually, it was like three different Salvation Armies, and they all had them. And there was like an they had end fingerlings? cap. There was at the Salvation cap. Army. Wait, 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 like no, no, two dollars and fifty cents. No each. way. At the Salvation Army. Yes, that's terrible. That's bad for you. Well, I, I no, I know. <laughs> well, I remember at Toys R Us, they, you know, when they were closing, yep. they were selling them for like two, three bucks. Yep. And that's they were just at, at, and that was about the same time. So Salvation Army. About, I think they're like two fifty each, brand new in packages, all different colors, all different. And so I'm scanning them, I'm looking up, and there's just not a market for it. You know what? If I could just make my money back on them. I mean, I have, I don't know how many I have. I have either in a tote, and I don't even, haven't even opened that tote since last Christmas. So that might bring us to this idea of slow dime where, where maybe 20 years from now, people are going to want the original... <laughs> Fingerling. Yeah, maybe. Do I want to hold on to those things? Uh, no. But, you know, again, the reason we bring the fingerlings up to Livabella dolls, like the fast nickel was the way to go. Yep. Those people that were smart and were selling them in October and only making 30, 40 bucks profit on the Livabella dolls and were making, you know, 20 bucks profit on those fingerlings and selling them fast, like that was the way to go. Mm. Those of us that held out shouldn't have held out. Yep. Slow dime did not work. All right, let's talk about slow dime. So slow dime is is one of the ways you can do this. Some people call it long tail. Yep. Right. And I find that this is very good for those people that are selling those like very unique items. Mm, yep. You know, like you have that, I don't know, that one kind of special, I don't know, let's throw it out there, like knife with a certain design. Right. That, you know, you can only find in a certain place and there's only so many around, like, you price it high and you wait. Yeah, hold on. So, have you? do you have any items like that right now you can think of? Um, you know, I've got a few uh, vintage clothing items, a few, um, yeah, a few things like that where it's, it's. I know they're unique, I know they're rare, um, and I know that there's a special buyer for it, right? Like, there's, like, probably only a handful of people who are willing to pay the price that it's worth, Um but I'm willing to hold off because if I price it too low, there's probably not that many more buyers who are willing to buy it at that price either. You know, like, um, so I definitely think I've got a few items like that for sure that are the the more rare, unique, one of a kind items that, that could take a while to find that buyer. So, and I have, you know, for example, I have one, I just pulled it up. I have this, uh, Navy, uh, kind of, it's an old mascot. Like, it's from, like, the 40s or 50s. Mm. And it's this ram. I think it's a ram. <laughs> Maybe it's because I have it listed wrong. It looks like a ram. And I know on Ruby Lane. It looks ugly. So, <laughs> it is pretty ugly. So, uh, on Ruby Lane, Ruby Lane's like, this other vintage kind of website mm. where they sell really old things. And I remember seeing some of these going for some kind of money. And I have this up for about over $400. Mm. And 
you know, I could, and I've had offers for like 100, 150, but I know that I could probably sell this, you know, for a lot more. So I'm going to hold out. And it's not taking up a lot of space. uh, And, you know, in time, I'm going to make that money. But again, it's about inventory space. Yep. Right. Do I, and I, right now, I, I do have the space for it. If I had a ton of these, I wouldn't have the space for it, but I do have the space for it. So, I'm going to hold out. And I've held on a lot of items. Uh, sometimes I'm trying to think of an example right now. You know, I've talked about the Kill Bill shoes, which I held out on. I've talked about the Disney plush. Mm. Um, I talked about the train. Man, I've talked about all the big items, right? So uh, another item that I would say that uh, I've waited out for, which is kind of big, is um, I th- there's these Harley jackets. Mm. So I've had these Harley jackets where the market was like really, you know, moving. Right. And I bought them all back there, like these leather jackets and they're kind of old. And they, you know, at the at the peak of the Harley market, which I think I want to say is four or five years ago. Maybe others will say it was earlier. Mm. But I remember I could sell, you know, Harley jacket that I paid, you know, $50 for for like two to three hundred. Wow. Like within a month, like it wasn't hard. And now it takes a long time. Right. But I'm willing to wait because there are certain Harley jackets that are vintage that a certain person has a certain memory and they want that Harley jacket. Well, like I mentioned in my last episode, and it wasn't a big um, profit item, but that REI bag that, you know, it's one of those bags where it's like, I knew I'd make a little bit of money. I had no idea how happy this customer would be when it was like, that was the model bag that they had, you know, eight years ago that was discontinued. And they were like, I'm so glad it's here like this is the one i've wanted and they didn't they don't have it and i've been looking everywhere for this one so yeah when you've got that item and there's somebody who's looking for they might have an emotional attachment to uh, a specific you know style of, of jacket that they had or like the favorite jeans that ripped or the the favorite doll that their you know kid had or they had as a kid that you know got ruined and they just want to give it to the you know so there are definitely those things that it's worth holding off on yeah, because you want to wait. I mean, for instance, I'll give you another one. Like, there was this Titan motorcycle jacket. Now, I could have waited longer, right? So, Titan Motorcycles is a motorcycle company that went out of business a few years ago. Mm. So, I was at a Goodwill, and I have a good relationship with the people there, and maybe I shouldn't share this, but <laughs> they're selling the jacket for 50 and and they know me, and I said, hey, can you guys work with me? And I got it for $35. Nice. So, I listed it for $999. <laughs> You, that, you that's know your me. thing, right? That, that's my thing. I don't know how many times I keep talking about that. I should just do that with some random thing, like a piece <laughs> of paper with like a stamp on it and then be like 99, <laughs> 999 to see what happens. So, so I put it for 999, 99, something like that, $1,000. And I kept getting like these low ball offers. I get, you know, I got a $100 offer, right? Mm. I still make profit, right? I'm almost tripling my money, right? I would get a $200 offer, right? And I get a 250 and... And I remember somebody in Malaysia, this is what made me sad. Somebody in Malaysia offered me $750 for the jacket. It's a nice leather jacket. It was heavy. It had the logo tied in the back. I think I'd have went for that. That's That sounds good. Well, no, I accepted it. Don't okay. get me wrong. They just never paid. <laughs> oh. I know it was terrible. So I, I, I want to say I probably turned down maybe 15 offers between, you know, anywhere from like lowball to 50 to $200. And eventually, I, you know, I always talk about don't fight for every dollar. Right. And maybe I could have waited it longer. But, you know, I, I got the sense that what people were offering me, if somebody really thought it was worth like close to a thousand, 
the amount of watchers and viewers and people offering, I probably would have gotten it by then. Right. So somebody offered me $350, and so I just took it. Okay. Right, but it was still a long tail. Yeah. Like I waited a year and it was it was a heavy jacket. It was taking up space in my closet. Like my my boys only have a quarter of their closet available because <laughs> I have all these jackets that are in there right now. Uh, but in the end, it, it was worth it to me because I also was at a time where I wanted more capital mm. to be able to buy other things. So right. so this was kind of fast nickel slow dime. Yeah, a little bit right of in the middle. But but it, it was it was worth the wait. And so you know the the couple other items I want to talk about is that uh, I had talked about that I talked about that varsity jacket, but. You know, jackets are one of those things I think that are are slow time, mm. right? Jackets take a long time, right? Especially if you have unique jackets. Mm. So not just Harley. Like you may have a North Face jacket. You may have like a vintage varsity jacket. You, those are some other things. Uh, another one more example, and we'll keep talking about what do we think is the best. Uh, you know, plushes. I already, I already talked about Simba in a previous episode, but Mickey Mouse. So... Mm. I found this set of four Mickey Mouse plushes, and I think I paid $30, and they were all, like, new with tags. They were, they were called, like, Milestone Mickeys. So there was, like, a milestone of the 50s Mickeys, the 60s, oh, nice. 70s, something like that. It was like a set. It was like a set. And I had I bought them for 40 and I listed them for $200. And I knew, like, I, I saw other people that would buy, like, the individual ones for, like, 20 but I'm like, hey, if I put them all together— I'm going to get a good amount. So I waited and I waited and I waited. And a year later, somebody offered me $135. And I also charged shipping. So they paid $18.15 for shipping. And I sold it. Nice. And it was worth it to me. Yep. Like that right by, like I could have individually sold each of them for like, let's say, you know, 10, 20 bucks. But it's a lot more trips to the post office. I know. So it, it was worth it to me. It's a slow dime. You got to wait for the, you just got to have those special unique items. Now, I do find that what you and I sell are kind of like in the middle. Yeah. I was going to say that I think when it comes to what our model is, um, at least what I'm kind of doing on my own right now, is if, if there was a currency between a nickel and a dime, that's what I think I would be, right? Because <laughs> because it's it's a little bit of both. I think there's some items, like you said, that you have to be fast and you want you want a return on your investment quickly. And there's some items that are longer. Uh, and I kind of look at it like investing. Um, a lot of, if you've got like 401k or something like that, like a lot of the plans um, that, that, you know, companies will offer that you can buy into a kind of change as you age like it, it's like set so like if you're 20 when you start it starts really aggressive and then as you move uh like towards like the middle ages of your life it it's like a, a little half aggressive half more conservative and then as you move towards closer to retirement it's very conservative so i think kind of in that shifting moment where it's like you might need to be fast nickel to start and then you can kind of be that in between where half or more than half of your stuff is really aggressive quick. And as your is, pipeline is building. As your pipeline is building. And then as, then you got those items that you're holding on to and you're saying, I'm not cashing in on this until like my 401k until I'm 65, right? I'm not saying you're going to wait that long to sell it, but, but I'm, I'm going to hold off because this is going to be a long-term investment that's going to pay off later on down the road. But in order to get the capital to keep those things in my, my inventory, maybe I need to do a little bit of fast nickel here and there. Yeah, I think I, I think that is exactly what we're going to talk about. Before we do that, though, before we do that, I also want to mention sometimes slow dime works 
if there's an item that you know eventually you will be the only one selling it. Mm. I, th- I think we forgot to talk about that. So very quick example, you know, I bought these Apollo vests from the outlet stores and they're like these camo vests and I bought them for like 35 and everybody right away was trying to sell them for 150 because mm-hmm. that's what they were going for at the Apollo stores. Mm-hmm. So I waited out. I kept getting lowball offers like 50, 60, 70. Well, eventually they sold for $110 each. Mm. Right. But my listing was the only listing left. Right. So sometimes if the market is saturated, it's worth it for you to wait. To wait. Yeah. To wait. Especially, and with certain clearance items, I'm sure it's the same. When it's a clearance item that the store regularly gets back and it's just like a random clearance where, or a sale, um, that market might flood like an ebb and flow where it occasionally is high and then it goes low. Um, but when it's, when it's an item that is discontinued and they, it, it might be a flooded market for a moment, right? Where every reseller in the nation is buying every single one yep. that they can get. Yep. Yeah. So for the next year, there might be thousands of them on eBay and on Amazon and all these other, but after that year and those dwindle out, yeah, if you're the last one holding on, you can charge whatever you want. Yeah. So maybe, you know, in those Within cases, work. so let's get back to what you're saying, right? As you're building that pipeline, like it's definitely worth it. You know, initially, maybe you go fast nickel, mm. right? And then you have these items and that's kind of, that's kind of where I land on things. You know, and, and I, don't, I don't know if, you know, you're saying kind of that's where I'm at too. You know, I find that that's the best model. Mm. Right. Initially, when you're starting off, you want some fast nickel. Like mm. you need to build that capital and make sure my strong recommendation. And I don't know if you're doing this. I know you're spending some money, you know, to go on trips and all, but invest as much as you can yep. back into Reinvest. your business. Yep. Right. Because that's what's going to help you grow. And you grow that pipeline. You can get to a place where, you know, you're selling something that you listed a week ago and then you're selling things that you listed three years ago. Now, that's my model. Yep. Right. I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I find that very helpful. Like today I sold a Hawaiian shirt that I wish I didn't buy five years ago. Yep. I paid five dollars for it. You know, over time, I don't know what the fees were, but I still end up making four or five bucks on it. But I'm going to sell it and pack it away. And it didn't take up a lot of space. Yep. And, and there's been a few times where I've sold like three items in a day and each item four or $5 profit. And I realized like, and part of that's the learning process is I thought maybe there'd be more profit here, but by the time I shipped it and actually looked at comps and cause sometimes you look at the comps and things were, you know, it was selling high four or five months ago or two months ago, but like the recent ones, maybe the market is not saturated. So yeah, $5 profit on an item, it, that could be demoralizing. But when you think about, okay, if I can sell 10 of those, it's like selling one item where I'm getting, you know, $50 off of it. So if you're getting those in and out quickly, you're not investing as much of your money up front and you're getting that capital, you're building that capital to, to buy more things. But I would say only do that for a little while. Yep. Unless you're going to, you know, be one of these huge eBay companies that has employees and you're going to, like, you will burn out quick. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> low end items. Well, and I think that's part of the pipeline thing too, right? If, if you've got 20 items in your store, it's not going to hurt if you sell all of them in one day. I mean, it that would be a busy That'd night be of packing. That'd be pretty amazing. It'd be, well, it'd be a busy night of packing, but if you priced everything to sell and you made $2 on every item, like, all right, that would be terrible. But hey, now you've got money in your pocket for to go source new stuff. But if you've got 100 items, 500 items, 1,000 items in your store, and a lot of them are selling every day, but you're only making a couple dollars profit on each one, that would be miserable. 
it would be visual because you're in a sweatshop. Yep. Right. You're you're basically you're working a lot. You're putting a lot of time for such little profit. It's yep. just not worth it. So, you know, this is why I I would say, and I think Mike agrees. Like the best model is yes, do fend some fast nickel, but I think over time you should have a big inventory of slow dime high profit items. Yep. Right, you shouldn't have a big inventory of low profit slow dime items because then then it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But like for instance, right now, you know, I want to say probably a quarter of my store have has items that have huge ROIs. Mm. Like I, you know, I, these are items I bought that I knew were going to be long tail, but I seen them sell, and I know that if once the right buyer shows up, I'm going to make big profit. Mm. So while I wait for those to sell, you know, I have some fast nickel items. You know, kind of like I talked in the last, last podcast about those North Face fanny packs. Uh-huh. Like those items will probably sell pretty quick, right? And I'm only going to make like 10 to $15, but I only took, you know, two sets of pictures, two listings, and they're, they're easy. I put them in a padded flat rate, ready to go, piece of cake, yep. right? But then I also have those others, I have some shoes, right? Shoes are, I believe, are one of the slow dimes that a lot of people miss, mm-hmm. Right, like certain Allen Edmonds, I hold on to, and I'll get a hundred dollars so for Allen Edmonds. Wow, some Robert Graham shirts, which I know right now everybody is like, don't buy Robert Graham. I still get a hundred dollars for certain Robert Graham shirts. Wow. So it's just things to think about. So anything else you, you're thinking about here as we talk about the best model? Yeah, you know, I think <clears throat> I think like anything, we we're giving the best advice we can based off of <clears throat> the knowledge that we have. Um, and every person and every situation is going to be different. Um, I think, you know, if you're doing this, you're you're smart enough to kind of figure out what model works for you, what you need given your circumstance. Um, and I think, I think, landing in the middle most of the time, kind of in the center on a lot of things, is probably where you want to be. You know, you want you don't want to be too extreme one end or the other, uh, unless that really fits the 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 you know market that you're in. Uh, so, you know. This is what we have to say, you know, go, go. You want to enjoy fast, yourself. Go slow. Yeah. Have a good time. Like that's, that's the key. I mean, I know a lot of people sell like items that they buy from Alibaba. You had asked me one time, like, yeah. Hey, have you ever bought something from Alibaba? And, and I could, I could buy things and I could do the fast nickel and I could make, you know, I don't know, four or $5 profit on each of them, or I could do replenishables, which a lot of people do. And they make tons of money. But I, I don't think I'd be happy. Mm. Like, I'm okay doing that with Amazon. Yeah. You know, when Q4 hits, I mean, I'll buy items that will only give me 30% ROI, but I know I will sell those items fast. I know right. the moment they get to the warehouse, I'm going to make all that profit. So it's worth it to me. And it's fun because it's like, get out there as fast as you can, get as much as you can, ship it out as fast as you can, reinvest, and you're going, going, going. Like, that's exciting to me. But if it's eBay <laughs> and I'm getting, you know, offers of people buying and then I got to pack and then I got to ship and it's the same stuff, same stuff. And I'm not really sourcing for fun things. And it just then it's like I might as well go back to my nine to five. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the thing, too, is what makes reselling. And again, there's I, I don't expect even if I were to go full time, 100 percent on this, that I'm going to be. A, a millionaire based off of probably the amount of work I'm willing to put into it, right? Like I'm not going to make millions of dollars selling on eBay. I could probably, if I put enough work into um, setting up, you know, a private label, doing the research, really putting in the time, 
um, kind of having more of a warehouse style private label thing, you know, there's probably more money there in the long term, but I've been loving the hunt, right? Like it feels like I'm a, a treasure hunter that I'm going out and, and sometimes it's a bus and you know, it's a low, but, but it's kind of a big high when you walk into a store, you go to a garage sale and you find those items and it's unique items. You've never seen one before, or you've sold one just like it, like a couple months ago. And you're like, Oh, I didn't think I'd ever see this again. I know this is worth a lot of it's, it's exciting. It's fun. And it doesn't mean you can't be fast nickel and go out there for the hunt. There's plenty of sellers. I know that they are fast nickel. Like they, they put stuff on auction and they just want to clear things out, but they love finding things. So you have to, in the end, find a model that works yeah. for you. What works for you. For us, we land in the middle. I think I'm a lot more slow dying, but I think that's because my inventory is really big yep. and I'm not really worried. Like sales are consistent. The pipeline is there. I need to get the pipeline even bigger, Yep. but it's there. And I think psychology, we didn't talk about this with the, the fast nickel uh, to start with as we wrap this up. Um, if, if you're starting out like I am, I know there's there's times where it can be discouraging when you go three, four days and you haven't sold anything, haven't received an offer or maybe mm-hmm. like a lowball offer. And so you just want something to sell. Even if it's even if you're going to make five dollars profit, like you just want to hear ching. Right. So <laughs> so the psychology of, of, you know, when you're building that pipeline, you're, you're getting that inventory set up, um, you know maybe liquidate a few of your things to get that capital and to to kind of boost your spirits and say, okay, I can keep doing this. Yeah, you just got to figure out what works for you. That's right. Okay, so we want to wrap this up. Make sure to follow us on YouTube, Purosa Podcast, like and subscribe, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor. Send us some send us some messages on Twitter, Purosa Cast. You can also email us, call us. We'll have all these items in the description below on YouTube uh, or you can just DM, DM us, right? Yep. That's it. So thank you all for your support. Hopefully this conversation was helpful to you as you're trying to, you know, if you're new and you're trying to figure out what the model is best for you, or if you're a veteran reseller and going, you know, it's time for me to reevaluate things. So with that being said, be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Late. Peace.